We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz, presented by OTGBasketball.com. I'm your host, Nick Faye. Sadly, no Jack Manuel today, but we do have special guest, Dylan Jackson. What's up, Dylan? Not much. Uh, you know, I'm pretty tired. It's the end of the day, so I'm ready to start. Another hot day in South Carolina, but uh, we brought Dylan on to tell us a little bit more about Trevion Graham. Before we get started, just a quick reminder, you can check us out on iTunes, Block Talk Radio, YouTube, and OTGBasketball.com. Dylan, though, what were your thoughts right off the bat with the Nets signing Graham? The Nets got themselves a really good basketball player. Unfortunately, in Charlotte, he didn't get to play much. We had sort of a, a wing log jam. So he, he played kind of like a four for us. So it was really interesting to see him play. But on the defensive side, he's good. On the offensive side, he's good. He's just that all-around quality depth piece that I think will really help the Nets move on. Yeah, I honestly really liked it. I know I've seen you guys say nice things about him, you and Evan as well. It just seems like a guy that maybe Kenny Atkinson can work with, help him develop a little bit more. What does he, exactly does he bring to the table offensively and defensively? What is, you know, like the strengths of his game? So to me, he reminds me a lot of Trevor Ariza. It's just like that 3 and D type mold. You know, he averaged 41% from the three-point line, although he's not probably going to be a volume scorer. Uh, defensively, you know, he can he can switch on to fours at times, but he's certainly better on twos and threes. But I really think you got yourself a really nice three and D player. Uh, I know you already got like Jean-Am Musa and Radians Kurox in the draft. So you guys are really stacking up on those wing positions. And I think Graham certainly helps that. Yeah. Is, this, is he going to be a guy that Nets fans love? He plays with a lot of hustle too? Oh, yeah. He, he played in Charlotte. Uh, he was probably one of the guys who played the hardest for us. And you wouldn't see it on the stats, but, you know, he was hustling up and down the court each and every play. Yeah, honestly, as a fan, I think that's the number one thing you can enjoy. You know, your team might not always win, but if they're going out there playing hard, you can respect that. What would you say is some areas where Graham needs to improve? 
Well, for me, uh, I think his mid-range games should certainly uh, improve. I mean, he's only 24 years old, so he is a young guy. Defensively, I'd say just like uh, covering paint. I know he's not a big guy, but if you're going to switch on to fours, you should be able to maybe maybe defend in the paint a little bit better. So maybe those two things on offensive defense are maybe the two things he should improve on the most. But all around, he is a really, really solid player. How is he as a ball handler and a passer? Uh, he He's pretty average, I'd say, as both, uh, considering he's a small forward uh, shooting guard combo. Passing the ball, you know, he's not going to get you much. He averaged about one assist a game on 17 minutes. So he's not – I mean – as a rebounder, he's he's okay. Uh, he averaged two rebounds a game, so I, I think it's a really solid pickup if you're if you're trying to get maybe like that uh, that that uh, what's his name Otto Porter type role. Although he isn't, he's certainly not going to be that good of a player. But maybe off the bench, he could really really uh, contribute some minutes. Yeah, he sounds like he has the potential to be a really nice role player, like you said, that three and D type, something the Nets are looking for, especially in their system, shooting a lot of threes. I know you mentioned Trevor Ariza. What do you think would be his best case scenario? I think Trevor Ariza is actually his best case scenario. I think he could develop into a starter. I think that's his absolute ceiling. Uh, his floor, I mean, is a G leaguer, but I think his middle ground somewhere, I, I'd say it's uh, that, that backup small forward uh, wing combo. Gotcha. And just a shout out to Dylan. He does the rookie report. So I trust his draft analysts of players and stuff, kind of giving the potential and whatnot. You can check him out on otgbasketball.com too. Why do you think the Hornets didn't resign him? Was it just strictly a money thing or they just didn't have room for him on the roster? So there, there's a lot of reasons we didn't resign him. Uh, the first being we have a lot of wings right now that probably not all of them are going to get minutes. Uh, there's MKG, uh, second overall pick in 2012. He's probably going to be the odd man out. Uh, we've got Malik Monk, Jeremy Lamb, Nick Batum, uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Dwayne Bacon. So we've got all these different guys that are going to get minutes. And I think if we did re-sign Trivion Graham, it probably would have been to six or seven million. I think that's what the original expectation was. But obviously that didn't happen. We let him walk. So I think money's certainly a part of it. You know, we're really trying to stay under the luxury tax. So between those two factors, I think it's just a smart move to let him walk, uh, let him go to a team that's going to get him minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I love, I like I said, I'm kind of excited to see what Kenny can do with him and with his player development, kind of get the most of out of his game. And on a two-year deal, uh, the details aren't out yet. I would assume it's something similar to the Shabazz Napier deal where there's a team option for the second year too. So it's kind of a win-win for the Nets. And I'm honestly really excited to see what he can do. And just, it actually feels like the Nets actually have a full roster of players for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I love the Napier signing when the news came out. Uh, obviously, they traded Jeremy Lin, who, who's one of my favorite players since he played in Charlotte. Uh, but I like that signing. I like this Travion Graham signing. I love the two draft picks that the Nets had. So I'm really liking this offseason. Uh, they're going to have a ton of cap room next year. I think I saw it was like two max slots, if that's right. Yeah, uh, they can but... have up to two max spots. They're going to have D'Angelo's cap hold and Rondé's cap hold, depending on what they do with those two. But they're anywhere from you know, like 45 to 70 mil. So there's going to be a lot of options out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a ton of free agents next year too. I mean, mo a lot of big free agents this year signed one-year deals to go into next year and have a lot of teams with cap rooms. So I think Nets fans should certainly be excited.
Yeah, that's something Jack and I talked about. Even if you kind of miss out on some of the big fish, you know, like a Kawhi, a Jimmy Butler, a Kyrie, there's still going to be some other, you know, very solid guys, some uh, lower level tire guys that can really bring something to your team. From an outside perspective, looking at the Nets, what do you think about this team? Do you think it's, you know, around the eight seeds, going to be back in the lottery? What are your thoughts on it? I think if D'Angelo Russell improves, uh, maybe gets to that 17 point per game uh, mark, I, I think the Nets might fight for a playoff spot. But in the meantime, I'd put them towards like the 10th, 11th seed in the East, uh, maybe behind Charlotte, Miami, uh, Washington, maybe uh, a tier below those sort of teams. Yeah, I think that's fair. And obviously you're definitely becoming a friend of the show, talking nice things about the Nets. Um, but I think D'Angelo is going to be the key ticket for the Nets going to next season. I know a lot of us Nets fans and writers and beat writers and stuff are expecting to hopefully kind of out, uh, have a breakout season, become that all-star we kind of all envisioned. But Dylan, like I mentioned, you're big on the draft. I know you were probably hyped to watch a ton of Summer League. What were some guys in Summer League that stuck out to you? It doesn't have to be Nets guys, just in general. Uh, Wendell Carter is certainly one. He played outstanding in the summer league, just on both sides of the floor. You know, he showed he could stretch the floor. Uh, his rim protection was elite. Uh, Trey Young is another guy. Obviously, he wasn't great in the Utah Summer League, but uh, in Las Vegas, he really showed out. I think he hit seven three-pointers in one game. Uh, those two guys, uh, uh, Josh Hart, uh, he's not a rookie, but he really performed well. And you'd, you'd expect that from a second-year player, but it's still very nice to see the development there. Uh, another guy I like to see is, um, shoot, what's his name? Or Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox is yeah. uh, the guy I was looking for. He performed very well. I was I was pretty critical of him going into the draft, just his motor and ability to take over games. But he really showed that he has the it factor now. So those three guys, I think, are really the the stars of the summer league. Yeah, they definitely did impress. Like you said, Josh Hart really came in and handled business, and he definitely looked good for the Lakers. I'm sure they're happy about that. And then Kevin Knox, obviously, we don't like to give the, uh, the Knicks too much love on here, but he definitely has that pop to his game, and it was kind of exciting. He threw. I was watching one of their games. He felt like he threw down five dunks in the first half. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Knox, he he's proven me wrong so far, but I still want to see all these guys against people who aren't going to be I, I don't want to be insulting, but bagging groceries in a few weeks. So yeah, <laughs> that's funny. My friend always says that to me too, bagging groceries. And I think a lot of it too is like, you know, certain systems where guys aren't going to be able to kind of excel as much. And I know me and Jack and uh, Evan talked about this a little bit, you know, sometimes the bigs don't get the ball because the guard play is so bad. There's so many turnovers. The passing is lackluster. So, yeah, I mean, the big thing with summer league, it's kind of like a play defense if you want to sort of thing. So I mean, you're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of points, but I think the quarters are shorted, uh, like two minutes or so. Uh, but I really like watching the summer league because I'm obviously really big into the draft. So watch. It's almost like a dream college, college basketball, like little tournament sort of thing, mm -hmm. and that's what I find most fun about it. Yeah, I love the tournament, too, the setup at the end, too, like for the teams to kind of compete for the championship in Summer League. I think that's really cool. And hopefully, you know, some of us OTG guys will be out in Summer League next year. Dylan, big thanks to you for hopping on. You can check out Dylan on OTGBasketball.com at The Hive, and he's just hooked up with a new site, Hoop Analysis by USA Today. So big shout-out to Dylan. And as always, thank everybody for listening. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.